Every day, over 350,000 new variations of malware hit the web. And while most organizations have attempted to mitigate these attacks, many antivirus and firewall technologies that worked in the past are no longer effective. Rocket IT helps you identify and update outdated technologies and processes that put your business at risk. To learn more about how Rocket IT can help protect your organization, click the link in this episode's description. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive, Y'all. I'm your host, Jessica Clayton, and I'm the marketing coordinator here at Rocket IT. Today, I have two guests from Georgia Gwinnett College by the name of Rosalind Brown and Sherry Goodman. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Rosalind Brown is the Director of Career Services, and Sherry is the Assistant Director of Career Services in the Career Services Center for Georgia Gwinnett College in Lawrenceville. Ladies, just to first start out our episode today, I kind of just want to know what do you do in your office? in your office with career services, and what services do you provide the students at GGC? Absolutely. So again, I'm, I'm Dr. Rosalind Brown. I am the Director of Career Services at GGC, and I oversee everything career development and for the campus. And so what our office does is we do more than resumes. I always like to begin with that because most people think that the what we do is resumes. Go see career services. They'll help you with your resume. But we offer way more than that. Our office is divided into two different arms. We do career development, which is more the internal. So that's looking more of the in, inside of the students. So that's more of that exploration. So major exploration, career exploration, graduate school exploration, and then also discovery. So that's discovering what types of internships are out there, what types of careers are out there, what types of majors are out there. So, so we do career development. And then and in the career development stage, we also offer a career assessment where if a student comes in and they, they really have no idea, then they can take that. But even if they do have an idea, career assessments can also help you tie everything together. Our career assessment looks at four different things. It looks at personality, skills, interests, and values. And it ties those in. It helps a student really figure out or not really figure out, but discover who they are as a person and how that ties into the world of work, whether that is work environment, work experience, supervision, who you are and how you will thrive at work. The other arm, which I will let Sherry go into a little bit deeper, is our employer relations arm. And that is where we put them to work. So this is where they do a lot of goal setting. They get experience. This is where we talk about internships, part-time, full-time. We also do a lot of coaching on this side, where the development side is the counseling. This side is the coaching side. So the way that I like to explain it to people who, are, who don't speak our language is internal versus external. The counseling is internal, the coaching is external. And outside of that, we do a lot of strategic planning that falls directly under my scope. I do all of the planning for the office when it comes to goal setting and meeting with the campus stakeholders to see what 
and make sure that what we're doing in career services aligns with our institutional and our divisional goals. So that really falls under what I do as the director. And I will turn it over to my wonderful assistant director to go a little bit further. Thank you, Dr. Graham. So as she mentioned, I'm more of the, well, I'm more of the external arm. I mostly provide career coaching to students, and I also work with employers who are interested in recruiting from Georgia Gwinnett College. So typically on a day-to-day, I will speak to employers who have heard about our college and are interested in in hiring interns or hiring full-time, part-time, and I walk them through what we use for our job board, which is Handshake, and how to get acclimated to that system, how to contact students, how to post jobs to get the student interest. And then internally, I talk with students about how to find jobs and taking what they've gained from their assessment and their exploration and discovery and matching that to the skills needed to go into particular industries, tailoring their resume and their documents, helping them to understand how to interview, how to network, definitely understanding the job search process and understanding how to utilize Handshake and LinkedIn to be out there visibly so that employers can find them. And then also, of course, through our workshops that we host as well, touching on different topics to get them those skills and that knowledge needed to be competitive and compete for those jobs out there in the community in Gwinnett County and beyond. So we do, I do a lot of different things when it comes to that, but the majority of it is the career coaching and employer relations side. Wow. Sounds like you're kind of trying to cultivate a whole student employer instead of just concentrating on one part versus the other. And so just switching gears a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about what 2020 was like for your department and your ability to still continue to serve the students at GGC. I know it was very challenging when you had to pivot and transform. Could you guys touch a little bit about how you were able to do that? Yes. So I will begin with addressing 2020 as we are very thankful that we made it. It was a very, very challenging time for us. But when we started around the same time last year, we were we were watching the news just like everyone else. Like, is is it going to get as bad as they think? And then uh, March 13th, we were I was in a call and I was told to tell my staff to pack their things up for as if they were not coming back for two weeks. And so that that's what we did. And so in that time, I'll say I probably was on the call, I'll say about nine o'clock in the morning. So between nine that that morning and nine that evening, I had to go from delivering 100% in person to 100% virtual. To provide a tad bit of context, we did not provide prior to March of 2020, our virtual offerings were extremely limited. If a student requested something virtually, we would give that to them. But other than that, we were 100% in person. And so the shift had to be immediate. The shift had to be quick, but the shift also had to be seamless. And so it was it was very challenging for me as a director, because at this point, they're telling us socially distance yourself from your staff. And so normally we would have an in-person meeting all around a table where now I have to get on the phone with them. I have to send them home. I'm telling them, pack your things and leave by noon. I'll stay and close everything up because this is what we were instructed to do. And so getting getting them on board while also managing my fears and my apprehensions, but not allowing them to see that, but also seeing the fear in them and the expecting like the unexpected, like what do we do with this? It, it was just kind of hard. 
And so it, we, we did it. We, we shipped it in that weekend. So I will say that we did not rest that weekend. We shifted. And on Monday we hit go. All appointments were shifted to virtual. We had, a, I think we had a career fair. That was the major thing. We had a career fair coming up that following Thursday and we had to cancel it. I literally canceled that career fair in 10 minutes. We had to again divide and conquer, send out to employers, send out to campus communities, send out to the students. And uh, Sherry actually leads that effort so she can discuss a little bit more about what that meant for her. But on my side, I had to mitigate all of the complaints, the concerns, the just everything coming from all of these various constituents coming to our office. And so that was the major, major thing that we had to do was shift that career fair and then also shifting our appointments. We did not have any other workshops. Luckily, did not have any more workshops coming up. We were done with that series for the semester, but the career fair is our premier event of the spring semester. And that is how our students get jobs. We are a revenue generating office. That is how we have to, we have to bring in that money so we can operate. So we had to work through all of that. And so I, I am very happy to be on the other side and say we did it and we're, we are navigating it well, but it was a very challenging, I'll say 72 hours when I was told we had to make that switch. Yes. Yes. I had to make sure all the employees who had payments out there to determine how they wanted the payments to be refunded, keep track of every single conversation I had with them on that payment process, verify with our finance department and everything that everything was returned or pushed over to the next one. It was and just communicating with them, shipping, coming to campus, figuring out when would I get to it and, and when will I get it back to them? There were things that were just in limbo and we really couldn't touch certain things until we were able to physically go back to campus. And for employers, they were shifting too. They were having to get cancellations from not just us, but other institutions and having to track that. So, but for me, luckily we were able to pivot. As Dr. Brown says, she did an amazing job of like, this is the plan, let's make it happen. So having to rethink how do we perform and how do we give our services to students in a virtual setting. So rethinking our workshops, rethinking things like that, our appointments and, and dialing in to learning that our students were struggling, they were scared. So at the beginning of each appointment, asking the student, how are you feeling? How are things going? To help them feel more at ease going into those appointments and helping students navigate technology. They were learning to use Teams or Zoom for the first time in that type of environment and having to put their fears at ease and saying, yeah, I know we're not in person. You can't see me in my office, but we're still here to assist you. So our appointments, luckily for us, really didn't suffer. We still had appointments throughout the entire time and we were still able to talk to employers and let them know where their students were and letting students know that employers are still recruiting for certain areas and they're just virtual. So you have to go into Handshake and LinkedIn because that's where they're sitting. Communication was truly key during that part. And you, you kind of had to become experts on all things technology. I think, like you said, everyone had to pivot. And I think continuing to serve those students and meet them where they are and being there for them was a huge bonus for especially your, your student population. But moving forward, here we are in 2021, and we're still not face-to-face -face as much as we would want to be. Do you see that vision for what's next for GGC, or do you see what's coming down the line for the Career Center? 
Well, we have to we have to operate under whatever GGC sets forth for us. Right now, we're operating under a hybrid approach, meaning that we are virtu- we are in office. We are staggered in office, so we're not all in office at the same time. But our office is open and operating five days a week, eight to five. And but we're offering all of our services virtually. So what what we look like going forward, if in the event that we go back to full face-to-face instruction in the fall, then we will go back to full face-to-face service offerings in the fall. When it when it comes to our career fairs, we are going to have to logistically rethink how that looks. While we do understand that the vaccination is making its way through society, we also know that it is an option and we know that some people are not going to not going to take it. And we, but we want, so we want to keep safety in the forefront of our minds. And so we have to logistically rethink what our career fairs are going to look like. Those are our largest events. As far as our, in our workshops and our face-to-face appointments, we are going to continue virtual, offering this virtually. We are going to give students the option of, do you want to meet face-to-face or do you want to meet virtually? I understand that many of our students do want to come back face-to-face. They have shared that. They have shared those thoughts and concerns with with us as well as others across the campus. And so I don't want to give them something and then take it away. Now that my team has shown that we can do this, we will continue to do this. I don't know. I don't anticipate that it will be anything, any, any additional work for them. I don't think that it'll be any additional work for me because we're, we've been doing this for a year. I think the big challenge or or I'll say, well, yeah, a challenge is going to be returning face-to-face because we're so used to doing this. We're so used to doing this virtually that I think it's going to be a challenge, again, with managing our own fears as well. But I do I do foresee in the event that the institution returns to face-to-face, we will return with our face-to-face offerings with some virtual things also built into it. So I, I can this being a blessing for us because it has allowed us to think outside the box, but it has also allowed us to take our thought processes of career development to another level that honestly, I can tell you, we probably, we were probably about three to four years away from thinking like this. We thought about it, but just how do we put it into action? I honestly do not think we would have had the capacity to put it into action while we were 100% face-to-face. So I do see this as being very, we are very fortunate to have been able to do this. And now we will be able to offer hybrid services to our students. I think that's really amazing, especially everything that you've been able to accomplish during this change for students, especially during such a tough season. Let's switch gears a little bit to what's going to happen after graduation. What does the job market look like right now? How hopeful are students? What's their train of thought and how are you helping them with, hey, you know, this is what's out there right now. This is what I'm hearing from our employers that we have great relationships with. How are those conversations going? They're going and they are happening quite a bit. I'm educating students to know that the job market and the way we have approached employment in the past is going to be different. 
you're not going to have the opportunities as you would to meet an employer face to face on campus as often. It's going to be virtual. They have gotten to, they have learned, the employers have learned how to navigate and recruit in a virtual setting quickly and well. And they're realizing the cost savings associated with it. They're realizing that their teams can remote, work remotely and be successful. So educating students that the way that the positions may have looked in the past will look a little bit different going forward. So adjusting to that shift, adjusting to the technology needs and understanding that your approach to reaching out to employers is different, it's virtual, it's in LinkedIn, it's networking, it's handshake. So employers that we work with either like one-on-one um, virtually or through Handshake as a whole, honestly, really hasn't slowed down that much. Around the beginning of March and April, yes, there were things, they were just kind of on pause. But as soon as things began to kind of shake out, they were shifting to that virtual recruiting and learning, understanding how to virtually onboard. So onboarding may look different for a lot of companies going forward because they know how to onboard you virtually and it's successful. So students are learning that I may have a job for 20 years in the future that I will never step foot into a building. And and what does that look, how do you feel about that? So learning what this looks like and how it has shaped the footprint of the job market and the job search process and employers recruitment is something that I talk to students about a lot in my appointments for job search. and. Also talking to employers about their recruiting cycle and structure. I can tell you honestly that employers have utilized Handshake to reach out to students way more this past year than they have in the whole entire time we had Handshake. And they're using this system in a very strategic way to contact students who meet their requirements and contacting them about the positions versus it being where the students go find them. Employers are being more proactive in finding the students. So I do think it, it has changed the scope of it in a positive way. The students who are willing to be out there and visible through their platforms and social media in a positive way, I think will reap that benefit because employers are looking for them. Well, that that's really going to be great. I know for students going forward in the future, but I think, you know, once we get closer to things returning to a sense of normalcy, you know, we're going to have to see if those companies actually do continue to recruit more remotely or if they, you know, do a somewhat of a hybrid recruiting approach. That's, uh, that's interesting to see if that will come down as well. Alrighty, everyone. So that wraps up another episode of Thrive, y'all. We're going to make sure to include all the links to the resources that Cherry and Rosalind mentioned in this episode. Ladies, thank you so much for agreeing to be here today. And we thank you for your time. For everyone else, we'll see you on our next episode of Thrive, y'all. Have a great day. Thank you.